it's it's interesting if the Holy Spirit in some churches would just kind of move on out they wouldn't miss him they would go on and do exactly what they've done over the years because we we know we know how to do church mm-hmm. and so I want us in these last days I want us to look again at the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit he is always moving you know that? He, he's always moving uh, in Genesis chapter 1 Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 I want you to think for a moment what if the gifts came to church mm-hmm. you say that's weird I'm a weird guy <laughs> but what if the gifts came to church uh, and just for an instant we we're not going to get through all the scripture tonight unless we're, we're going to share the little mints and stuff but we we look at it we look at the Holy Spirit he's always moving he wants to do more than we want him to do because we will just go as far as we understand with him if we don't understand then we say no wait a minute that that's that's a little scary but I want to share a secret with you tonight God wants to restore his church yes he wants to restore restoration restoration is very interesting Uh, restoration it takes an object whatever you're going to restore and it takes it past what it was originated at originally cars for instance my son-in-law has a 53 Ford truck he restored that thing it is better than when it came off the line back in 1952 and a half probably I guess they still rushed back then but but it's it's restoration it it's very interesting uh bring back to a former or an original condition but in scripture when something is restored it's always it is always increased multiplied or improved so that the latter state is significantly better than the original state hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. The examples just with the law of Moses. If someone stole an ox, they had to pay back five oxes. Okay, that's that's pretty good, you know. So come and get my ox. I'd like to have a herd of oxes, I think. Don't know what we'd do with them. Whether we'd mow the yard with them, probably. But Moses, Moses, he talked about in Exodus uh, 22 and 21. Uh, that's that's what was originated. That's that's what happened. Then we look at Job. Job he lost everything that he had, his yes. family, everything except his wife. But I like this because according to Job forty two ten through twelve, it talks about that 
his ladder, his end was far superior to his beginning. Amen. And so this is what God wants to do to the church. He wants to restore the church. He doesn't want us to duplicate. He doesn't want us to be a clone of the first church in Acts chapter 1 and, and going through there. But He wants us to be better than that. Amen. And so He comes and He gives us gifts. The Holy Spirit, you know, we, we need the Holy Spirit, especially in these last days. Amen. And... Uh, we just come, and it says here, according to Scripture, that the Holy Spirit is always moving. Acts, or Acts, Genesis 1, 2, and 3. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, you said it was always moving, that he always moved. We didn't, it wasn't, it's not that translation that, we, that we're accustomed to. But it's just simply that uh, it says that there's a sweeping or a moving rather than staying stationary. Yeah. And, and I like that analogy because we look at that, that is what God wants in our life. He wants us, to be restored. David, in his psalm, he said, the Lord restores my soul. Oh, yes. Restores. He restores. That is what he's wanting to do tonight. He wants to restore our souls to better than it's ever been. Amen. And we, we come and we look at it, and then God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. In other words... Think about what happened the next six days. The most beautiful creation in the universe. Yes. It was the garden that, that he had created. It was better. It was greater than we're not really sure uh, how, you know, the, the Satan and all that when he come in. And it's probably referring to the fall, but we don't really uh, have scripture or an address that we can go to. But most of the commentators, they, they believe that. So the Holy Spirit, if He withdrew from the church today, a large portion of the church would go on and no one would know the difference. Donald G. had this to say. He says, Doctrines about the Spirit are necessary and inevitable, but... The all-important question is not what we mentally believe, but what we experientially enjoy. How, how much of the Holy Spirit do you enjoy? Are, are we like some people, oh, that, that's spooky and that's scary. And, and I, I worked with a, a lady at, when we was pastoring in Ames, and I worked in Enid at a machine uh, a machinist place and so we got to talking she was lutheran and she said my daughter told me to be careful and not to visit too much with you when she found out you was a single god preacher and she said because you know that that that's that denomination that believes in that spooky stuff she said 
the Lutheran belief, now this is Enid, this doesn't mean that every Lutheran is like this, <laughs> but their belief was if we don't mess with the Holy Spirit, he ain't messing with us. <laughs> and I, I can't really argue with that. But what are we enjoying? Amen. Why would we want the gifts to come to church? Come on. We can't, well, without the saints back in church, the gifts are not going to be here. Yeah. Okay. Because he has put the gifts inside of us. We are the gift. Amen. And, and the Holy Spirit, He is the creative force of the Godhead. Yes. And, and I love that. Until I started doing this study on it, I really didn't pay that much attention. I just assumed, you know, well, uh, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and uh, these things, and we want the gifts to be operative in our services. But what? what if? What if someone got up out of their seat and went over and laid hands on Mrs. Kelly back there and just started prophesying to her or giving her a word of knowledge or just say, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me just to lay hands on you and pray for you. Yeah. Because the greatest need in the church today is for healing. That's, that's the most prayed prayer that we pray. And so we come and we look at it, and D.L. Moody, one of his writings, he says, we are, we're leaky vessels, so we must all stay under the fountain to keep full of Christ so we can have a fresh supply. Our mistake is we are trying to do the work of God with the grace of God that he gave us 10 years ago. We need, let's see, what do they call that on the, we're going to update your computer? Mm -hmm. We need, we need the power of God in us to be updated. Mm -hmm. And then we need to download it and and then put it out there. Because let me tell you what, you can, there are different churches that their parking lots will be pretty full tonight. Mm -hmm. But on an average, there's, just you know it's it's kind of sparse of cars so if there's no cars and we don't have a tram system you know there's not many on the inside and all and so why is it well it's because Wednesday night I grew up on Wednesday nights Wednesday nights was for well the the, the preacher didn't want to put his good stuff out until Sunday morning <laughs> Or Sunday night. And so we're just kind of here. We're going to get, you know, nibbles and bits of, of all of that. You know why I know that? How I many of you know I used to be a preacher? Mm-hmm. A pastor. <laughs> and, and so we, you know, we just... But let me tell you, there's things that happen on Wednesday Amen. nights. I have a daughter and a granddaughter because of a Wednesday night service. Yeah. Because... Debbie was ordered either go to bed or go to the hospital or you're going to lose your baby. And so we chose, there's another option, the Holy Spirit. We went up to our pastor when he called for prayer and so we went up front. He laid hands on my wife. We have a daughter named Verlinda. We have a granddaughter named Natalie. That's because 
he didn't just give us nibbles and bits, Amen. but that he was operating in the power. What would we do? You remember Peter. Peter was told, you know, or he just said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. So Jesus says, come on, Peter. He's never walked on water. Yeah. I've already alluded to this one time. But how, how do you walk on water? I don't care if you're the greatest fisherman back in Jesus' time. He's never walked on water. Yeah. You can't walk on water. That's right. You can't do it. You can't do it. You know what Peter walked on? He walked on the Word. Yes. He walked on the Word. Amen. Oh, and it was just listening to the wooing, to the drawing of God and just saying, Peter, you can do it. Get out of the boat. Yes. Amen. Well, how do I do that? Well, you just one leg at a time and you just start and you keep your eyes upon the author and the finisher of our faith. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit is there moving in our lives and He's doing things to help us to just experience the creative power of God. Amen. I like it when the Spirit moves something miraculously always happens. Amen. That, that's why we, we're, we're pressing in. Sunday morning, you're going to get pressure. If it's, if it's not pastor, it's me or somebody else, or you know, our, our sister here. And, you know, it, it's, we want to experience the fullness of God. Yes. Amen. He wants to fill us, but we're leaky and we leak. And so uh, our mistake, we're trying to do that work with grace that was, you know, given 10 years ago. And... I need a fresh supply. When I got up this morning, I needed a fresh supply. When I sat down at lunch, I needed a fresh supply. Because, you know what? Life was going on around me. And I mean, you know, it's not exciting in our neighborhood, you know, but we're protected by guard dogs. But that, that's another message. But we are leaky vessels, and so we need to draw near. Holy Spirit, always place in my heart that need to draw near. Because when I need Jesus, when I need the Spirit, and if I am in a relationship with both of them and the Father, all I got to do, he, he's right there. Amen. He is right there, oh, and all I have to do is, like Peter, all I have to help. Yes. And he's there, and he walks, and he talks with us, and he tells us, and this is exactly what we need to hear. Every one of us here tonight needs to know that we are one of his own. Amen. He, he, he loves us. That, that song that uh, we were singing, Guess who, probably, the, I, I know John didn't write it, but that, that described John to a T in the Gospel of John because he loved, he wanted to be right there next to Jesus, yes. always in his presence. And so we come tonight and we just say, Lord, we want a move of the Spirit. I want to know that when you speak to my heart, that it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you don't tell me how to do it, I just get up and start doing it. Yeah. And just just moving in the presence of God. 
just allowing the presence to dictate to us exactly what we need to do because you and I have needs tonight. What if the gifts showed up at church? Because you go into the New Testament and you find out, hey, the majority of the miracles of God, the creative force, happened outside the church. Outside the temple, outside the synagogue. It was just, they were just out there. Wherever Jesus went, people followed him. Wherever, you know, Peter and, and those guys, they went. So Acts is actually this Acts is a pattern. How many of you would like to be thought of as an activist? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, now, don't shock me by raising your hand, uh, entering in. You know, I want to be an activist yeah. because that's exactly what happened in Acts. Yeah. And so we come there in, in Acts uh, chapter 1. Let's see, yeah. Okay. One of these days I'm going to learn how to use a computer and I can go to the computer, I can say, all right, I want all of these scriptures printed on one sheet where I don't have to. And if we don't have that, maybe they'll invent that. <laughs> but I, I think it's already invented. So, so it's just, we need to invent a way to get me to, to do that. But I, I like this, this is, in Acts, well, I didn't even, I went too far. This is why I don't really uh, like to follow notes very often. All right. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. What does that word starts with a C? He commanded. Yeah. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is not an option. I don't care what denomination says it is or most of it's done away with. Who who gave them the authority to say that in the first place? Mm -hmm. But we look at it and it says he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And this is what, that as you go over in, in uh, Matthew chapter, uh, what was it? Matthew uh, 3.16, you find out that when Jesus come up out of being baptized in water, yeah. that the heavens opened, that the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove, like a dove, and He put the thing that Jesus needed so He could accomplish those miracles that you and I were to watch them to listen to them, to learn from them, and then go out ourselves and do the very things that Jesus did. Amen. And yet, I think 
that if we started seeing manifestations of the Holy Spirit on a Wednesday night, on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday evening, I promise you that this place would be full. And we would probably have to go to two or three services because people are hungry for Amen. the moving of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because He's the one that takes our life. He changes us Amen. and He's always busy. And when people are moved, He speaks and He releases the power and the circumstances are changed. Not all the time on the outside, but you are changed that you go on, that you grow in His grace. And, and these things that we want to see happen, they'll happen. Because we watch Peter, and that, that's, uh, yeah, I'm getting away from the notes because it's, it's dragging me down. Uh, my computer needs a, an upload or something. Uh, but we look at it and we need to let God move in our lives. Amen. We need to just to learn. Well, there was somebody else that said uh, something about the Holy Spirit. Uh, it says that uh, Hudson Taylor, he says, we have given too much attention to the methods because if we do the methods, then we will have the same results as they had back in his day. But let me beg to differ. You remember during the, the 50s and we had the healing revivals and the revivals and all of that? What happened? Where are the healing revivals? What's going on? What, you know, has, has God really just kind of taken his hand off of us? No, he hasn't. It is the shortfall is on our side. It's, it's, it's our fight. But he says we've given too much attention to methods to uh, machinery of how to do it, uh, to the resources, and too little to the source of the power. All we have to do is daily be in His presence, communicate with Him, let Him do what He wants to do. And He is wanting to do a whole lot more than we are allowing him to do. Amen. You know why? You know why I say that? Because his doing is going to be through you, through me. Yes. It's 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 not it. We're we're not even going to go back into the era of the 1950 healing evangelists, Oral Roberts, and all those. Most of them have gone on to glory and all that. But he's just saying you have you have the same power that they had. Amen. Right. You have that. John Quincy Adams was not an evangelist. Everybody knows who John Quincy Adams is. He said, the duty is ours and the results is God. So what if I got up and I felt like, you know, I need, I need to do something and I go do it and nothing happens. So... <clears throat> our duty and God's results will bring it about. Amen. But we have to come and we have to allow God to work in our lives, to shape us, to mold us. God has not called us to be successful. He's called us to be faithful. 
Amen. That, Amen. Now that, that will preach. Amen. He has not called us to be successful, but to be faithful. And I promise you that if we will be faithful, there will be results. Amen. And so I challenge you with, with this thought. We need somebody who will pour their very life into ours and we celebrate how a perfect God uses imperfect people and does great things through them. And we, you know, we get caught up with, well, you know what so-and-so did back then and all that stuff. I don't care. I, that, that's one thing that happened to our government. Yeah. People were upset with a president that was Twitter-pated. Yeah. <laughs> they were. Look how far we have come since they got rid, supposedly, of the Twitter painted. And six months, guess what we're celebrating? <laughs> you just write it down. <laughs> and, uh, if you want me to loan you paper, I got quite a bit of paper up here. <laughs> but we celebrate how a perfect God uses an imperfect people and does great things through them. Amen. That's exciting. Amen. That's that's exciting. Amen. I'm glad that he does that because that's what I need. I need to <coughs> realize that we just come. We understand what scripture says. We follow scripture. We come to scripture and we say, all right, how can I apply this in my everyday life? How can I do that? You see, we need to understand, first off, what is going on, and then how to apply the ministry that we have. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You know why? Because the church comes... And we occupy. Do you, do you know what occupied means? Uh, when when different uh, ethnic groups would conquer back in the the old days, they would they would bring in their retired generals and and people of their persuasion and of their faith, and they would put them in these villages, and then that's where the people that had been captured and everything, that's where they were. And so those occupiers, the people that they enforced they enforced what the government wanted to happen we are the enforcers the gates of hell will not prevail against the church why Amen. because we're the church because the, what if the gifts came up on a, you know to church on a wednesday night yeah. or a sunday night we Amen. know that they show up but we want more gifts to show up on sunday morning because there's a lot of things that we need to just kind of walk in freedom about. Yes. He has called us to be His vessel. He's always moving. Something always is happening. And in Acts 1 and 8 it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria 
to the end of the earth. Wow. Do you know that we're no different than the disciples back then? Because in verse 6, it says, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, when God gives us a word of prophecy, we want to know how he's going to work it out infinitely. Or in anyway, step by step. Hey, don't worry about it. Just be faithful and do the duty that I have equipped you, that I have gifted you with, and all of these things will happen. It's up. It's up to us. And it's exciting. Amen. And this is what I like that Peter now Peter did not know how to be an apostle. He, had, he didn't go to the uh, apostolic school. He walked with Jesus. And that's all that they needed. They Amen. walked with Jesus. They was in His Amen. presence. That's all you and I need. And we will be able to carry out everything that He places in our hearts to accomplish here because there's a world there's a neighborhood. Our family needs what God wants to do in and through us and for our families and for our community. Amen. And I, I love it. Here Peter is. He's, I mean, you know, he, he knows how to, to lead the, the boats out to go fishing. But he's never, you know, he, he's never been, you know, on the streets of Jerusalem and preaching, you know, on the corner. You, you remember when they used to have preachers that, especially down in the Dallas area, they would they would be out there and you know just preaching and just they didn't care whether you liked it or not. They were just doing what God had called them to do. But I like it because Peter stands up. The Holy Spirit at that time, the Holy Spirit didn't give him notes to study before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right there on the spot. In Peter's own mind, in his body, in his spirit, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to say this, 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 this. And when he was obedient and he did his duty in that, guess what? It says over here, and in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and together the number of names was, and he talks about it. And then you go on and you read a little bit further where that Peter and John, they go... To the, to the temple at the hour of worship. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they see this guy. Yeah. He's a crippled guy. He's been, he's been carried there. I mean, the, the thing that carried him was the thing that took him home. But Peter and John, they just happened by. And so the beggar, he just, he just said, you know, you, what, alms, alms? And Peter said, silver and gold yes. have I not, That's right. but such oh, as I have. That's what the world hallelujah. needs. That's what our families need to see. That's what they need to experience. But such as I have in the name of Jesus. Yes. And you know what? And Peter broke all the rules. Yeah. You're supposed to lay hands on them, anoint them with oil, and pray. Oh, no, because... 
The Holy Spirit said, this is what I want you to do. You've been in the presence of Jesus. You've seen Him do these things. And He just says, all right, you and John, this is what you're going to do. And they just reach down. Yes. And they just jerk Him up. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, you better hear from God before Amen. you, you know, jerk somebody up. Yeah. So anyway. But that's what. And that's all He had to do. And... The pallet, he picked up his pallet and that thing that had carried him all those years, he was carrying. And I like it because the power of God was so powerful that the people, that they recognized who he was and they, wow, this is that guy. That's what they said about you when you got saved. That's that guy. That's that girl. I remember that girl, you know, whatever. But why? Because the Spirit of God is always moving, and He's always moving through you and I. And even the shadow of Peter, as it passed by the lame and the demon-possessed, man, if we could only duplicate that, if we could only do that, ah... Yeah, I don't know. Peter did it. Yeah. Paul, Paul in his teaching and carrying out what God had called him to fulfill and the duty that God had laid on Paul, you know, he just goes and I mean, he's he's working during the day, he's preaching at night, and every time he gets a chance, and uh, he's just he's doing that, and the very aprons. The hankies that was on him, that it, they didn't have air conditioning back then, so it was a sweat hanky, you know. So, uh, But there was power on those hankies. Yeah. We have even tried to reproduce that in the 20th century. How'd that work for you? Yeah, you just had to go buy some more hankies, <laughs> you know. We didn't dare follow them up, you know, because we, oh, well, I'm not going to invest in hankies no more. It's the power of God. When He moves, He does great and mighty things in our lives. And so, He restores my soul. And that's why you're here tonight. You're here to just let God restore your soul. I I remember when I, I got saved. I... I grew up in the Assembly of God Church in other parts of Oklahoma. And so I, I knew how to get saved, and I knew what you did after you got saved. You went and you prayed through until you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I, for four years, I was in the Navy, and I was mom and daddy was back in Velma and Walters, Oklahoma, and I was out on the high seas and uh, all of that stuff. I, d- I think I went to church one time, and that was because I think of the, the donuts they were giving out on the ship in the library, the chaplain there. And, but when I got home, even before I got home, I wrote a letter to my little brother. I said, I want you to save me one of those Oki girls because I knew that the girls he knew went to the Assembly of God Church. And you know what? He did. 
and I did. And I'm the proud recipient of that beautiful lady right there. But he restores. He restores our soul. Let him work in our lives. He's awesome. He wants to do great things in our lives. I just, I just want us to, to think about God. What is it that you want me to do? And then by next Sunday morning, I will be ready to do it. How, how many of you ever are with your kids? You, you had them on Saturday night lay out there Sunday, go to meeting and close? <laughs> yeah. yeah, at the Kelly home. Saturday night we laid them out and all of that and so that was that was Saturday night that wasn't Sunday morning so we got dressed it's the same thing that we need to prepare our hearts amen Lord you know not just surprise us but Lord help me to be an intricate part of what you're wanting to do in this Sunday morning's service and I guarantee you he'll love you for it oh, yeah. he will amen. love you I'll love you for it amen and it's 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 what God wants to do what do you want to accomplish and so that's that's where I'm at the Holy Spirit moves and something always happens People are moved. He speaks. Hallelujah. And He speaks through you. He speaks through me. And so we want and we pray for our pastor that he will pour his very life into us. You that known him for a while, you know he's already doing it. I'm, you know, I'm just, he's, he's having to get used to me too. <laughs> he's learning to love me too. <laughs> Aren't you? Sure, amen. <laughs> amen. There was a slur in that sure. But, hey, that's poetic, but anyway. But that's, that's let me I found out something about communion today, and I'll close with this. But the communion, it, it's, it's translated, the New Testament communion is translated testament, but it's not a testament. It's a, it's a coming together. Uh, I should have wrote down the word, but it's I'm committed. It's a commitment. And I am committed to you. Those of you that took communion the other Sunday, we are committed to each other, whether you like it or not. <laughs> we are committed. And whatever we have need of, because when we read about the people of Acts, Every day, they broke bread, they hung out together, they, they had prayer meetings and all this, and no one lacked anything. Isn't that neat? Yes. That's, that's more neat than what yes. you think it is. Yes. It, it's awesome, yeah. Amen. Why? Because we are committed. It is a commitment 